welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is number 233 of the Fret Talk podcast. Yes, number 233, not episode, number. This is uh, your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Ooh. Start, starting as I mean to go on, I will be waffling tonight. I, I, I promise you that. Um, or this morning, depending on you'll be you'll be listening to this in the in the morning. You definitely will. You you heard a giggle coming from none other than Mister Matt Quine. So hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Way, way. And let's introduce our other hosts for today. There, there. That's it. That's it. it's just us. It's <laughs> all you've got. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I scared him away. We did. Uh, Lee is he's not feeling too well this week. Um, so I've given him the week off, unpaid, of course. Um, but <laughs> I've given him the week off. Uh, and Josh, Josh did say that he'd, he'd come on today, but. He did, but then I'd said that I'd need it pushed back in time, and I don't know whether he's just thought, fuck it, I'm going to bed. I mean, that thought had crossed my mind as well. <laughs> um, but hey-ho, the the pod must go on. Um, so it's episode number 233. We've done so many of these. It's it's unbelievable that this is such a long-running, such a long-running show. Um, <laughs> we will start the way that we usually do with uh, what we've been up to. Oh, uh, how you been, Matt? Yeah, good. I did something last night that I haven't done since the start of December, and I had I played with other musicians in a room, <laughs> and it's weird. <laughs> we did a band practice. I, I and- mean, I'm glad you qualified that because I was imagining you ended up playing D and D or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like for the first time in yeah the fourth of December was my last gig. Nice. Um, and actually, we were looking at the calendar for. Um, the other the band that I was practicing with last night, we haven't played together since October. Oh, shit, so <laughs> it's um, the middle of October since I've played with these guys. So yeah, um, we've so got the, a gig in March, and we were like, oh, we should get together and you know see if we remember any songs. Yeah, I know those feelings. <laughs> and the first thing we did was I played a song, a solo in the wrong key. I started in the wrong key. I. I don't know why, but we were playing Go Your Own Way, and the solo is in B flat major, and I played it in B major. <laughs> I was like, this sounds shit. Oh. Um, <laughs> I played the second one in the right key. Oh, yeah. I did that, pretty much that exact same thing, but in front of an audience before Christmas, <laughs> with that exact song as well. Um, yeah, we were playing like a... Um, we were opening for an open mic night kind of thing, uh, yeah. a a pretty uh, pretty established kind of blues rock um, pub, and it was it was one of these kind of showcases that we were doing to like promote the band to get some more bookings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like we our usual like two and a half hour set was at best like forty minutes. So yeah. maybe like five songs, something like that. <laughs> I opened the first song, uh, which was generic uh, blues riff in E. It was supposed to be Lenny Kravitz, uh, and I ended up playing Tina Turner. <laughs> and we all just we all ran with that. <laughs> so that was crisis averted. We just ended up playing this Tina Turner song. Uh, and then at the end of the set, 
I ended up playing the the solo in the wrong key and just yeah. audibly went, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah but it yeah, was it, no, I, they loved it. it it was only the first solo so it was, a, it was the first solo and you know yeah. you've got to like slide away from oh, well I'm playing with them as well so I'm sliding away from an F chord and I'm supposed to start at you know it's I can't even remember is it a C note the first note I can't remember but whatever it was <laughs> yeah. I was one note up and I was like this sounds really weird and I looked down and I'm like I'm in the wrong place move <laughs> yeah <laughs> but by that point you've stopped playing because you're like that sounds awful and then you're like where am I supposed to be from now? Because I know this in the order that it's in, but if I've got to stop and start again, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, you've got the muscle memory for it. It's one of those where you turn your brain off and if your brain has to re-engage because <laughs> yeah. you're in the wrong key, you're like, well, this has <laughs> fucked everything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, like, it went all right. And yeah, like I say, it was just a, it was just a practice. And actually, our, our, our singer is isolating because he's going skiing on holiday. But the rest of us thought we'd get together just because, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, not, like, not the cobwebs off. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. I, I really enjoyed playing music with people again. Yeah, believe it or not, it's, it's quite fun, isn't it? <laughs> Doing this yeah. whole music lock. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've we've got a uh, we've got a gig on Friday actually, so tomorrow. Um nice. and in our our band calendar, which is it ends up being the bane of my existence because I've got about four calendars synced to mine now. Um it said that we were having a rehearsal this week. Um we we didn't have that rehearsal this week. <laughs> <laughs> so like the first time that we've played as a band live altogether since the start of December. Yeah. Uh, so it, <laughs> there will be a few squeaky bum moments. Yeah, I'm sure there will. You just have to go with it. I will, yeah. What you, what you don't want to do is go, fuck, down the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they've uh, they've trusted me with a microphone now because um, they want me to do backing vocals. And... Like those kind of things will happen occasionally. I'll get the solo wrong, and I will say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're all adults yeah. here; it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we we were talking about like putting new songs in the set, and then we were thinking about it. And we're like, well, actually, we're probably only going to get two rehearsals in before our next gig. We haven't played together for three months at this point. We're going to have a three week break where one of the guys is in a local performance of a a show. And then another one of the guys is in Jersey seeing his family. And then we've got like literally two weeks until the gig. Like, so we'll get maybe two rehearsals in. We probably don't want to be adding things. We probably want to be going over things that we haven't played for five months. Yeah, adding polish to those uh, those rusty tracks rather than, yeah, throwing a yeah. spanner in the works. Which was really frustrating because the key, when I, as I got there, the keyboard player was playing Hold the Line by Toto and I really want to do it, but... We're like, yeah, we probably shouldn't add new things just yet. And yeah. then I was listening to I was listening to some music on Spotify on the way home, and it was just on a, a shuffled playlist. And Sir Duke came on by um, Stevie Wonder, and I was like, oh, that'd be fucking great to play. I don't have to do any of the complicated nonsense. I'm going to suggest that. <laughs> would Would you not have to do the uh, the horn part? The keyboard player. Yeah, but he's a horn. He's also comping chords as well while he's doing that. 
<laughs> He's yeah, doing some heavy problem. lifting there. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's it's the horns and the bass, so I might have to do that. But yeah, you know, yeah, I I I just really enjoy that song, so I think we should put that in the set. But I think that might go down like a lead balloon. It's I mean it's it's an absolute feel good jam, isn't it? Yeah, I, uh, I, sorry, I, I think it'd go down well if we actually managed to pull it off. Yeah, I think trying to get the guys to pull it off <laughs> yeah. might go down like a lead balloon. Yeah, the whole convincing, uh, convincing others that they want to put in a lot of time and effort to. Yeah, do you, do you want to spend three three rehearsals in a row trying to perfect one funk song? I <laughs> see. I mean, we've we've got a few uh, Stevie tracks in our um, in our set list. Um, Let me guess. Superstition? No, 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 no. <laughs> Our whole thing is that we play the uh, play the lesser, right, okay. lesser known hits. Uh, I say lesser known from Stevie Wonder. That's still quite well known. Yeah. Um, so we do. Uh, I was made to love her. We do uh, Master Blaster, and I think there's a third one that we do. <laughs> You should probably know that. Not great, is it? It's not a great gig tomorrow night. That's it. It's, I don't. I don't think any like any of the ones that are, are tough are in tomorrow. Uh, I know we we've definitely got Master Blaster, and I habitually put minor chords where there should be Dom Sevens. Um. So Fine. I'll have to watch it's out. Basically, for that. the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, a. It's got a root and a fifth. It has. It's also got a minor seventh, but it's it's that that third with the like the semitone difference, which causes a jarring, like ear chalkboard nails kind of thing. But yeah, uh, so yeah, we we do that one, um, and that one's got um, it's got a kind of Sir Duke style. Um, single note runs as well, yeah. but fortunately, that's the the bassist and the keyboard player that do that. So, yeah, get in. <laughs> <laughs> like, have a keyboard player; it makes life so much easier. Yeah, love it absolutely. What you really want is what we're, what I've got in the other band, which is a guitarist who also plays the keyboards. So, anytime anything like that gets suggested, oh, you can do that, but on the keyboards, yep. Just smile and nod, just like yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I just get to <laughs> do a little dance while while they're uh, having their moment. Doing the do 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 tried to play it before so it's like yeah no let's not then try and learn that because i mean it i think it'd be fairly quick to throw that in i don't think there's too much complex stuff going on there no it, it's as far as toto goes it's it's quite the most simple toto song <laughs> yeah it's very straightforward isn't it <laughs> yeah we we were trying to hash out africa last time last rehearsal and fuck me that is complex <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we've had four or five goes at Africa and every time we were just like, we're getting close to a gig, let's just drop it for now, we'll put it, we'll have another go at it again and then you like leave it for four months and then it's like starting again from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, one of those that you just keep to, like, have to keep constantly chipping away until... Yeah, and the other, the other thing about it is even if you can do it, 
There's like four part harmonies in there. If you actually listen, there's like two acoustic guitars and three electric guitars, and they're all doing something slightly different. So it never, it's never going to sound as produced as it needs to. And no, that's the thing with um, Toto, isn't it? They were very much like a big stadium band. Yeah, and then, <laughs> like you, like you look at all of their like videos and all of their um, like you know professional photo shoots and there's like four of them and then you see them on stage with like 15 people and there's eight <laughs> guitarists that's it massive stage full of people <laughs> you, like, i thought there was just steve luke at the wrong guitar what are the other four that's it you do you're struggling to see where they are <laughs> like he, he's definitely a member um may, maybe like, don't recognize him <laughs> yeah. oh dear oh dear yeah i mean kind of the um, throwing in throwing in new new tracks thing has kind of bled over into um, into something that I did this week as well because um, uh, like we mentioned we mentioned on the last one we mentioned Africa was uh, being attempted <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that we did it but it it was attempted but we also tried um, Smooth by Santana yeah um, and that led me onto a little bit of a tone tone chasing journey. Um, I, I saw the video that was released on Peabod. Indeed. It's like when you listen to the tone that I've come out with, you, you'd think, no. If you listen, like if you compare yeah, it yeah. to... Like, I, to I, I did then go away and listen because I was like, that's nothing like what I did when we tried to do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, it's not just all out fucking tone rolled off, loads of loads of gain. Yeah. It's I've, just what, what in my head, that's Santana. Yeah, it's fright like the, uh, the the tone that I came out with was frighteningly close, considering it was one guitar, and in the original yeah. track, there's clearly two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, there's a lot of. I'm not going to mention what it is as well, but there's a very secret, um, <laughs> secret ingredient, isn't there? Yeah. And you go, no, that can't be right. You, you like <laughs> that does not, scream especially to- not in the way that he's used it either. Like, <laughs> yeah, just. You'd you'd think if he's going to use that, it would be in the opposite position, like the, yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum. But. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a couple of tricks in it which really make um, like the harmonic context pop pop out. Like it yeah. makes it really present, um, and that that was a surprise to me when I listened to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, because of that, the uh, the video is not doing as well as it usually would on Peabod. Because I think people are listening to it and going, nah, that's not right. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like quitting halfway for the video. He fucking doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, but I do, honest. Uh, or, I mean, it's an approximation. It's not, it's not bang on because, like I say, there are two guitars and one is playing like it doubles bits an octave higher in in certain bits of phrases yeah so but it uh, does drop in and out yeah 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 especially on that uh first like the opening lick um the second time it comes around it does the octave higher and you can really hear like the the guitar signal being run through a really really fucking loud amp yeah, <laughs> because it's getting that kind of harmonic squeal feedback. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I've I've done that. I've also, no, pardon me, I've also recorded um, a no talk or tone for 
tomorrow, so it'll be last week as this podcast is released. Um, that I swore that I'd already done. <laughs> Um, and it's given me a little bit of an existential crisis because I, I now am questioning all of the pedals that are on my shelf. <laughs> You're going to have to go back through your YouTube channel and type in the names of the pedals just to see whether you've done it or not. That's it. I mean, this is where like being an absolute nerd and keeping a spreadsheet would have been handy. But Spreadsheets are everybody's best friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm now, I think it's like 120 videos in the No Talk or Tone series. So I'm 120 videos deep. Um, <laughs> so it it does sound like a lot of work. So I'm yeah, you see, just you're, you're clearly there. not one of these spreadsheet people. Whereas, like budgeting, I don't do any of that nonsense on a spreadsheet. But when I'm playing Football Manager, I've got like three on the go of like this is my current squad. This is what I want my squad to look like at, at the end of the, the transfer window, and this is what it is at the middle, at the minute minute, and like on three different sh- tabs just to try and keep track of stuff. So yeah, I'm a spreadsheet person. Like that's what I I would have literally just gone right. These are all the pedals that I've got. <laughs> these this is the order that I want to do them in, and then just yeah, color them as color them as you re- re- release the videos. I mean, uh, it sounds tempting to me three years ago. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it's a bit late now. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm in too deep. Um, but yeah, Unless, so can you not like rip a CSV of the names of the the, the videos that you released from YouTube and that, import that into a spreadsheet and then like control F and that? I mean, that is assuming that I used a naming convention for these videos. <laughs> um, I, I very yeah, much fair. went off piste <laughs> um, for for quite a few of these. Um, I mean, there's there are a couple of videos that repeat the same pedal as well. Like I know the the Joyo Aquarium Aquarius I can't remember which one it's called. Uh, that has got it. It's a two part video because there are eight sounds within the the pedal. It's like a it's a, like a multi delay. So yeah. I did four of them going through all of the the tones that you can have with that uh, with those sounds and called that the sensible. Uh, the sensible versions. And then like the last couple were like bit crusher and like octave delay and stuff. So uh, I'll put that in a separate video. Um, so yeah, I know, I know I've got that and I know the, uh, chef tone honey burst. I had like one of the early runs and did a no talk yeah. or tone of that. And then did the V2 as well. I'm pretty sure I've done Tate effects one twice as well, uh, but no one's questioned me on it yet. But like the uh, the the one that I'm, I'm doing this week is the TC Electronic Helix Phaser. Um, I have you really not done that? No, 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 no I haven't. Because no. <laughs> like I assumed you started with the entire run of the tone print pedals. <laughs> no, believe it or not, the first uh, the first one was the Mosky. Uh, the musky deluxe preamp. Okay, and that's like today is my. Um, I think it's like the second most popular no talkal term video. The top one being the Mojo Mojo. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> um, which I've still never tried properly. I mean, I've I've got I've got a bunch of them. <laughs> I just need to send you one. Um, but yeah, so 
I, I was on uh, on Instagram and somebody, I think it was a uh, Cathal uh, Cathal Daily, um, had put in like a group chat that we're part of. It was, it was like, oh, I'm thinking of buying the Helix Phaser. I went, hold on, I've got a I've got a video about that. Like, check check it out. <laughs> Search through all my videos and it's like. Can't believe it. I have, I haven't got a video on that. <laughs> um, so I said, yeah, I'll, I'll get on that as soon as. Uh, so I, I have done that one, uh, and I've done the the two. So there's um, vintage and the smooth, and basically for like for my ear, it's uh, like standard phase night, and then like script forty five. Okay. So with the like the the phase ninety, it's really you get a really kind of crunchy tone to it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like it, it almost sounds driven. Um, it's it definitely doesn't sound like it's clean, does it? It sounds almost like it's an overdrive in itself as well as a phaser. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why it works. Not massively. It's just kind of a little bit extra. Yeah, and it gives because of that extra kind of drive. I'm using air quotes here on a on an audio podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not not my. If you're not sharing a screen with the with the audio. As <laughs> it, it's not it's not one of my smartest moments. But hey, as you can see here, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, just look look at the diagram. They say the quote unquote, um, yeah. d- the drive center. It adds saturation as well, which ends up it, it feels a bit more like a like a crunch tone. Um, and then the smooth. Um, Smooth tone is that kind of script one where all of the all of the dirty edges of of the tone is uh, kind of taken, taken away. away. So you you've basically got the two two uh, face tones that you'd want. <laughs> um, I can't think of any <laughs> any other face tones that <laughs> like beat those. No, um, I actually removed the phaser off my board this week because I decided that the phase sound that is in my. Uh... In my M5 is better than the the X5 phaser that I've got, and I was like, I'm not using the M5 for delay anywhere near as much as I used to, so I'll just use that when I need a phaser. Yeah, because that's got um, that's got the phase naughty tone in it as well, and it's got a script yeah. tone as well. I think it has got a script tone. I'm using the script tone. Well, there you go. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, like if I if I had to choose one of the tones, I'd probably choose the vintage as my as my go to because it's. It's basically a set and forget pedal. Even though you've yeah. got like the the tone prints and whatnot in it, it's basically a set and forget. Um, and I, I prefer that kind of crunchy, um, crunchy yeah. phase tone. Um, but it is not the best phaser. It's not the best phaser that I've tried. It's not far off. Like it's very very usable. And if I was gigging, I would probably use this one because it's got both sounds in it. But it's not the best, and I I do mention in the video which I think is the best phase that I've tried. <laughs> so, like, this one it's might surprise you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's a, a bit of clickbait that, like audio clickbait. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I've, I've done that. I also this week through the post, I got another TC pedal, um, one which I have, um, I've been wanting for quite some time and it's a little bit rarer now actually i think they've yeah, just I, you shared yeah. this with the group and i don't think i've ever seen one 
I, I genuinely, I was like, what is it? I've never seen one of those. And I thought I'd seen all of those style, like TC pedals. It's just one that's completely passed me by. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's only because I'm a a bit of a TC nerd that I knew about it. Um, so within the the kind of the tone print drive series, you had the, the Mojo Mojo. You had the dark matter, and I know that they're not tone prints, but they're in the same kind of form factor. Yeah, the same enclosure. Yeah, um, and like they're kind of spiritually part of that series. Yeah. Um, but I knew that they did a, a third, like the the black sheep of the family, um, which was largely panda sounding terrible. Um, <laughs> so I had to have it, didn't I? Uh, it's the Rottweiler distortion, and it's so where the, where the dark matter. You would expect to be like this snarling, uh, just oversaturated distortion, and actually, it's more like half of a rat. Um, the Rottweiler is very much what you'd expect. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty much what I was expecting from the Dark Matter. Yeah. Um, but I've I've not I've not actually plugged it in yet. But I I know from uh, from sound examples that i probably am not gonna like it um no but i mean if you've got every other pedal in that series yeah and it's that isn't it i wanted to have like a full set of the drives because i've not got all of the tone print ones at all because like bastards they keep releasing them (laughs) um well i don't think you've got either the the half two or the flashback two have you no, I've got a flashback. I've got one of the original flashbacks, and I'm not, I'm not about to like sell that to replace yeah. it with a two. I haven't got a half. I haven't got a half at all. Um, it's just mental to me. Yeah, it, it's it's got to be on my list. I think the half and the viscous vibe are like high on my my list. Yeah. Um, I could be convinced with the sub and up. Um. I don't think I've ever got... I'd forgotten they did a big one of them, because didn't they do the mini sub and up before they did the big one? No, they did the, the big one, and then they did the little one, but it was it was very short succession. They did it very quickly, yeah. um, whereas they tend to do them... Like yeah, a year they, and a half apart. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And it didn't. If they did do it a year and a half apart, it didn't feel yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like the the quintessence. I I have absolutely no interest in. Like I don't need a harmonizer. Um, and there's there's other ones as well. There's like the alter ego or something like that. The alter ego. Is this another dealer. delay? Yeah. yeah, I feel like I did feel like. And there's there's another um, reverb as well, isn't there? There's two reverbs in the series. I think. Yeah, possibly. Feel... I'm gonna. Uh going to do something that I never do on the podcast and I'm going to Google it. No, no, like, carry on. I think you you can manage to type without putting the uh, the microphone actually on the keyboard. So that's, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few in that series. Um, I, uh, the new one as well, the, uh, the slicer, whatever it is, whatever they call it, I, I've got no interest in that and but there's there's that one that John Petru- the like the um the John Petrucci sh- signature one as well, yeah, uh, which was like flanger, uh, like it was a bit like a multi effect, wasn't it? Where it had like a flanger in it, and it had like a 
Look at the story. I remember time. being really weird, and that's about all I remembered about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And again, absolutely, they didn't. They didn't do another delay. There's another drive pedal. It was the delay pedal. I must have been thinking of. Yeah, it wasn't the flashback. Yeah, it's got that weird, like, kind of almost um, John Bonham Zeppelin logo kind of. Yeah. Uh, thing on it, but yeah, I'm, I could be convinced with that. But like, I'm not really. It, it's not one of these that I'm I'm burning to have. But the the viscous vibe I've always wanted since it came out, and um, I, I should own a spark as well. To be fair, I should own a spark. <laughs> um, but I've I've uh, I've demoed the spark on on my channel. Yeah. Um. So, hey, hey. Uh, so yeah, the Rottweiler distortion will probably be coming out next week. Um, other than that, I might I might do one if I can if I can be bothered to set up the camera because it will require a slightly different camera angle for this. But I might do uh, the Sonic Cake Twiggy Blues, like the the multi effect bar thing, yeah, as like a monster no toggle tone. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's got like four effects in it. I mean, they, like they, you you can get through them quite quickly because there's not much going on. Like it's there's a comp and there's a like a drive pedal and and whatnot. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll we shall see. Um, what time are we talking? We 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 making good time. I reckon. I'd like to. I'd like to say. I reckon it's time for a quiz. But it's not because <laughs> because I haven't prepared. <laughs> oh dear, uh, um, and I could, I'm not good enough to to make a quiz up on the fly. <laughs> I've worked out why I thought there was another uh, reverb pedal. Uh, oh. Pedal. It's because that fucking John Petrucci one is called the Dreamscape, which to me is the name of a reverb pedal, but it doesn't have any reverb in it. <laughs> I mean, that needs to be altered, doesn't it? Like theoretically, <laughs> the uh, the Tone Print series pedals are basically the same thing on the inside anyway yeah. it's just they're programmed differently so pretty sure you could probably turn a dreamscape into a half <laughs> and you'd enjoy it as well yeah yeah i mean it would completely devalue the pedal because the dreamscape is probably worth a lot more than the half yes i think so um certainly the half one anyway yeah and it doesn't have the mass, so it wouldn't be a half two either. So yeah, you've you've probably halved the value of your pedal, but <laughs> <laughs> but you've made made a wrong right in the world. <laughs> well, let's do some news anyway. So uh, this week, actually, there's there was so much news to choose from uh, that we got to be quite selective. Um, the first of which is Fender have released some pedals. Hey. <laughs> I know. So we did gig, was it last week we did the Gibson pedals? I mean, they're yeah. Maestro, but they're Gibson. Yeah, we did. The, yeah, I, th- I believe so. We might not have. Did we? I can't remember. It was a we long. We definitely t- did the Maestro pedals, but I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. I think we did both because, like, the the week before it was they hadn't been released yet, so we mentioned yeah. them. And then last yeah. week we ripped on them quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay, Gibson, because here we go with Fender. <laughs> yeah, in the in the uh, interests of fair fairness, uh, we're gonna now spend twenty minutes ripping on Fender's pedals. Um, so they they released those um, those big box pedals 
about three years ago, something like that. And yep. they've been gently ticking over, not really lighting anyone's world on fire, but also not really going away, a bit like chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can you can use that for your uh, your PR if you really want to. Um, no, like, to be fair, like some of the people who do who do have them, like really rave about them, and especially the pugilist distortion and the marine layer. Uh, I hear really good things about those ones. Um, but like we uh, we mentioned before the podcast, actually, we had a little bit of a chat, and we said if they were released in like the mid two thousands, they probably would be massive sellers. Yeah, like that. the The big thing for any of these brands is the ones the ones that have like come to the party late, the Maestro, the Defenders. Those I can't remember who else I criticised about eighteen months ago for coming back to the pedal market. I can't even remember who it was now, but probably it's boss. too late. It's fucking too. It's far too late to mess around with standard sixty to hundred quid to well, I mean anything from sixty five quid to two hundred quid. That market is saturated as fuck as it is. Oh yeah, yeah. like oversaturated. There's so much stuff in it. If you'd come into that market in two thousand and even 2008, okay, you'd have been keep competing with like the early TC stuff, and you know, like there, there was there was bits and bobs around, but for the most part, it was Boss or one or two others. Whereas now, it's it's there's like 800 pedals in that kind of just just in the chorus section of that price range. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's made our job incredibly difficult when <laughs> like when people ask us. To draw upon our, our knowledge for like, oh what what chorus pedal should I buy within within like I've got 150 quid, what should I buy? It's like <laughs> do whatever you like, mate. <laughs> go uh, go to a guitar store and try one, because fuck me, there's so many of them I haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just get option paralysis and just go, actually, I don't need a chorus. Yeah. Just uh, type type chorus into your favourite retailer's website. Um, so, sort by the price things that you want, and then hit a randomizer. <laughs> yeah, and just and just <laughs> or pick one that you like the look it. of. Because I don't know what any of them sound like because there's too fucking many of them. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, there's a new Maestro one apparently. It's uh, <laughs> got inbuilt tremolo or something. I I can't remember. Right, so uh, this Fender Fender series is called the Hammer Tone, and they've got like a like a hammerite grey finish to them. They're all all very uniform. They're very <laughs> JHS three series. Yeah, um, we both like. Yeah, you said it before the cast, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the first thing that came into my mind." Is oh look, they're all the same color. Okay, you've changed the color of the knobs, which has made it a little bit clearer. But in the dark, I if I buy two of these, I don't know which one I'm stepping on. Yeah, so you keep them at opposite ends of the board just so that you give yourself a chance, don't you? <laughs> Uh, and to be fair, like I, I posted it on my Insta this morning or yesterday morning. There was quite a bit of excitement for them. Some people were like excited about the chorus, about the furs, about the overdrive. Um, and you're like, yeah, okay, it's it's the sim- like a similar kind of thing about like when when JHS released three new three series pedals. Like, yeah, 
Tesco value uh, guitar pedals. They've all got this kind of generic look to them. Uh, what I will I will say about the Fender ones, though, those knobs are absolutely brilliant. They look awesome. Um, yeah. They're like uh, they're a bit like the knobs you get on like Fender amps, but then like the the tips of the 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 knobs are like molded to the color of the um, of the effect. So like the f- the fuzzy's purple, I think, and the chorus is like a aquamarine turquoisey color, and you've got like a blue delay, I think, and. And so on and so forth. I've not got the colours written down. I'll be honest. Yeah, um, the only one I know you're right with is the the purple is definitely the fuzz because in the write up they said that that suggests who it might like be inspired by the sound, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. like another, another, another fuzz pedal that sounds like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, because we don't have any of them around. I mean, there was like that series of. The Mickey Mouse series. I was going to say the Mickey Mouse was, <laughs> and they had put the knobs to make him yeah. look like. And they had four yeah. different Hendrix fusses, didn't they? <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Was, so was the, that EHX? Um, no, MXR, I think, or Dun, Dunlop, <laughs> weren't it? Yeah, sorry, Dunlop. <laughs> so yeah. Same thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So there's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pedals within the within the range, which is it's decent. It's more than the uh, the Maestro range. You've got a distortion, an overdrive, a delay, a reverb, a flanger, a fuzz with octave, a metal. I'm assuming yet another distortion. Chorus and space delay. Yes. Because uh, normal delay doesn't create any space. You need a space delay to create space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one's for the, from the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may, maybe it's like analog delay versus like um, kind of ambient soundscapey delay. Yeah, I was going to say, I imagine it's going to be like a soundscapey, worshipy kind of pedal. Yeah, maybe. Um, if it does the kind of Roland Space Echo type sounds, that would be really cool, and it would be really cheeky from Fender to call <laughs> it the Space Delay. Yeah, um, but yeah, so the distortion is going to be like a rat, maybe, or or like OCD style or something, and the overdrive is going to be a tube screamer. Mind you, they've got um, two band EQs for the distortion, the overdrive, and the metal. I think so. You get like a bass and a bass and a treble control rather than a overarching tone control. Yeah, which that's kind of cool. Um, they like much like the the JHS three series. They fit like a generic pattern for. Uh, for like a bunch of the pedals, so the all of the the drive ones minus the fuzz have got four knobs. All the rest of them have got three knobs, and then where the fourth knob would be on the bottom right hand corner is two flick switches, like two mini switches. Yeah, um, which surely will give you a bit of like bit of tonal options. The only one that doesn't follow that 
um, that formula is the the first, believe it or not, which has only got one switch. Um, but I suppose that makes sense because <laughs> what else are you going to add to that? <laughs> Unless you've got another circuit and one and the other switch changes it between a fuzz face and a rat, uh, a muff or something. Yeah, but at that point you need two different circuits in there. Yeah, that's that is. Uh, then it's seventy nine quid. No, no exactly. <laughs> well, you you could have like a bias switch where it goes yeah. from like full power to like to dying battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah like spluttery. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool actually. But that's something you need on a uh, on a potentiometer, not a switch. Yeah, because it depends on what's going into the pedal. Yeah, as to how you can control it. Yeah, yeah. and and. Just saying again, the the price there made me think of the other thing that I said to you before the podcast, whereas this is basically their version of TC's 40 quid pedals, but for 100 quid. Yeah. So <laughs> so they're, they're not quite that bad. They're, I think they're 65. Uh, like yeah, the, sorry, the majority. I'm talking in dollars, aren't they? Yeah, they're, I think they're 65 to 93 pounds or something like that, and they're yeah. um, 70. Uh, yeah, I think it's seventy nine to ninety nine dollars. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is exactly that. Um, that yeah, you know, go, if we go back in time, fifteen years and release these pedals, I'll talk highly about them. But like, stop releasing shit into the same. Like, it, it's it's not, you're not breaking any new ground. Yeah, I've already got three thousand things to choose from. I don't need another one, and I just I personally won't bother looking at them because there's enough out there that if I need a pedal, I don't want another thing to look at. <laughs> I mean, I've just remembered a comment on one of the uh, on on this post. I can't remember if it was if it was on Facebook or on Insta because I, I share it to both. And I I can't remember whether it was Chris Campbell or John Boy. That said it, but they they said like they're vying for those kind of entry level boss pedal market. I thought actually that's that's quite an astute uh, observation because like a, a DS one or an SD one are around that price as well. Like within like they're about forty five fifty quid, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I yeah, stop. Just there's there's there's, there's enough there. Just leave it alone. <laughs> come out with something really, really good and innovative, or just keep making guitars because that's what you're good at. Yeah, they are. They uh they announced this week that they're doing a a baritone Telecaster in the Squire range. Well, I, I mean. I got really hot. I know we're not talking about this on the uh, podcast, but I actually really like the anodized uh, plate fortieth anniversary squires. Yeah, yeah. Yeoman sent me them uh, via WhatsApp like yesterday and just said, Look. "And I know that they're, they're really expensive for, for squires. They're like four hundred and fifty quid." Yeah, but at the same time, it's an anodized strat, plate strat and telly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, so yeah, the telly was the telly got me. Uh, yeah, got me good. The, the, the black telly specifically, yeah, got me got me going. And I, I really like the whatever the burgundy color that Fender used that isn't burgundy. The, the burgundy and gold strat, yeah, anodized plate. Just oh, 
I don't need another. I don't need another. Guitar. I just. Uh, what I really, Fender or Squire, just release a hardtail strap that isn't a signature model that's two grand. That's what you need to do next. I want yeah. a hardtail strap. I mean, you can release it in the in the Squire range as the Matt Quine signature strap, <laughs> and release it for like four fifty with those delicious Tone Rider pickups in that aren't. Specified as tone riders, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just do that. Hardtail it, yeah, yeah. yeah release that's it. All I want. Release it in like maybe two or three different, yeah. different colors. Matt's not even asking for a cut here. No, I just, I <laughs> just make a fucking yeah. <laughs> just I love a hardtail it. strat. I'm actually. Um, this is another thing. I was. Thinking, I don't know whether I mentioned this, but considering buying a hardtail strat body. And putting the neck from my strat and the electronics from my strat into a hardtail body because I hate the fucking tuning that much. <laughs> I mean you you could just deck the um the trem system. Yeah, so it could. is essentially You could lock it, yeah. Um and I've considered that as well. But if I bought a hardtail strat body, then I could finish it however I wanted to, and I wouldn't have a three tone sunburst strat anymore. I'd have a pretty strat. You're not a fan of the three-tone sunburst? I don't like three-tone or two-tone sunburst. I, d- I don't like Fender sunburst. I just, it's a bit naff. It's a bit overdone. It's fine once 95% of it is worn away because Stevie Ray Vaughan has sweated on it, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, you know what? I understand it. I understand it. I, I've I've got no qualms with it myself. But, Every beginner guitar comes in in that. Yeah. And to be fair, I found that the um, the cheap bursts on like like squires and the the old like vintage and the encores and stuff like that, I thought they looked better than the <laughs> the ones that Fender were producing. <laughs> that like were like, yeah. the three tone that went to like orange in the center. You're just like, oh, yeah. you've... And whatever I can't remember if it's a three tone or a two tone, but the, the double bound custom telly that i got this the classic vibe custom telly yeah whatever the burst on that is because of the binding looks okay i think i i like it a lot more with the binding than like just on a strat especially where there's no there's nowhere to bind the body on a strat because of the way that the strat body is yeah it's all rounded corners isn't it unless you give it that weird top like i think they have done a couple of times but it just looks really i don't know whether it's actually a fender thing or whether yeah yeah have done it with that shape but it never looks right, so I think yeah. I, what I really want to do is probably get an unfinished body, stain it black, sand it back, then stain it pink to fill in those gaps that would have been wood coloured, yeah. and then you know uh, like varnish it or whatever you do, oil it, to give it a top coat to seal it, and that's what I want to do. I think so. It looks like a almost like pink and black zebra. I'm I'm done with that. Can I get one of those as well? I'll, I'll happily that's, have that's a That's going through my head in the minute. But like, I've, I know somewhere that I can get a body for about 150, 160 quid. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really want a uh, a new neck, one of my guitars. So maybe we, we just buy a full guitar. <laughs> and split out. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 the only thing that's putting me off that is if I need to shim the neck when it goes into the new body, 
I can't be asked for that shit. <laughs> I mean, that's what old plectrums are for. And <laughs> I know that that will make like people <laughs> who who do it properly wince because it essentially will just end up putting a dent in the the uh, the cavity of my my neck. <laughs> um, and I know this. Um, but it fixes it for now, and that's good enough for me. So I don't know whether you saw, but uh, the guitar geek Andy posted on—I can't remember—was it on his own page or whether it was just separately. What do you do with old pe- plectrums? Is that what you do with old plectrums? Is it fill fill neck pockets with them? Yeah, yeah. You have to cut them down as well because if you if they're full size, it shims too much. So you have to like <laughs> cut them in half, pretty much. Because because my answer to that was. I lose them before they become old plectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that's an option too. Um, yeah, it's, it's mainly like old plectrums that are too like they're just too thin for me now because I use like uh, jazz threes and and stuff like. That. I mean the the one that I'm gravitating towards at the moment is that coconut bad boy uh, yeah. from, from Trident's nuts. I use the jazz three. That's probably about. Two and a half mil, that is, and it's just beautiful. It's just amazing. Uh, but yeah, pretty, pretty much exclusively use either the yellow Jazz Threes or the black Jazz Threes that are slightly smaller. Yeah, and if you tried to shim a neck with one of those, you'd end up with a like a neck that just doesn't, it just wouldn't ring out. It'd just choke all the way up the neck. Yeah. So you need those little flimsy little shitty plectrums. <laughs> the ones that are a bit like paper. Yeah, pro tip, there you go. That's what you do with crap plectrums. Um, so, yeah. Um, we've got we've got some more news. We've got some more news. And talking about <laughs> talking about guitars, um, Epiphone, Epiphone, Epiphone. They, they've been doing some, some all right stuff. I've been really digging the, um, the Inspired By stuff, which is like with the new headstock and, and whatnot. They've been cool. Um, They've now uh, announced a Joan Jet signature uh, Epiphone. It's not even a Les Paul because it's kind uh, of it's, double cut. Was it, was it, um, not Marauder. It begins with an M. I'd, I'd never heard of it before. I, I'll tell you that now for nothing. Oh, okay. I thought it was <laughs> it, just it was, a bastardized junior. No, it's not. It's a. It's a thing. Okay, it's a it's a thing, and I don't know what the thing is. Uh, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some specs on this one. So it is it's a mahogany body and neck, and it's it's a set neck as well. Uh, it's got a, an Indian laurel board, got a graph tech nut, and a, you get a premier gig bag with it. It has got a named humbucker. The humbucker is called Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called the the Power Hammer Pro. Um uh so so it's not just like gener- generic um like ceramic bullshit booker. It's theoretically a legit booker. Sounds like a like a hotter um hotter Gibson uh sound. It's like a weird like zebra pickup but with like a cream surround on it as well, which I kind of kind of was into. Uh it's a single volume control. So I mean it's dead to me. Uh, uh the fact that it's got one pickup is 
it's hard times. But the fact that there's no tone control as well with that, just why, <laughs> why, why do this? Why? What is that other control? There's a, there's something. A, there's a, there's yeah. So that's a kill switch. That is. <laughs> okay. Apparently, it doesn't have another name, and I was just imagining things. Yeah, I, I thought it's it was just, just called the Joan Jet Olympic Special. Yeah, look, it's a, a weird kind of offsetty double cut, isn't it? Yeah, it's it. It looks like a rounded off Yamaha Revstar. Cool. Yeah, I I, I dig those. Uh, I dig the Joan Jet slightly less. Um, I'd probably just have a Revstar. <laughs> Because they put the right amount of pickups in the guitar as well, and you, um, and you can get them with um, P nineties as well. You know what? Let's let's forget forget the uh, Air P Jones yet. Let's stop re- reporting on that. Let's just talk about Rev Stars for for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, t- to find that information, I googled Epiphone Joan Jet. And the first result was actually a vintage V one thirty with a P ninety in it with a tone control and a and a volume control. So basically, that's what you want, isn't it? A yeah, yeah. Les Paul Junior with a P ninety and a tone control. And how much are they selling that for? Uh, half the price of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's the top tip, really, isn't it? Uh, so I, even though we are ripping on it a little bit. I imagine these are going to sell like hotcakes. They are. They're going to fly off the shelves because you've got like a little cult following of. Uh, I know the uh, the guitar nerds boys, um, Packham and uh, the squeaky voiced one. Um, not not Jay. Branton, Jake Cross. That's it, Jake 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 Ross. Um, <laughs> they they were like they both had massive bonus for. Um, for the Gibson run uh Joan Jets. Uh so like knowing that there's there's gonna be like a little cult following going with these and they they're gonna sell. They're gonna sell real real quick. Um they are four hundred and thirty quid. Um Yeah, which is a bit steep. Yeah. I mean consider it like it is a signature model so that's going to bump up the price it has got like it's got named stuff on it like the the pro hammer booker or whatever the fuck it was called um <laughs> steve the humbucker um and it's got cts pots uh, or a cts yeah, pot and, and i mean that's all well and good but like it doesn't look like it's a rosewood board it looks like it's maybe indian laurel or something along the uh, those lines it definitely is um, so it like it it straight away it looks like it's halfway between a rosewood and a maple neck and i hate that yeah that kind of halfway house and it's like mm. yeah just it, it's too it's too poo brown <laughs> <laughs> um and the headstock is fucking hideous Oh yeah like those the the really it's, it's thin just an an extra an, an extra piece of neck with a chip out of the top yeah yeah, yeah. just oh yeah no I, 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 like it's a really good concept and actually i said it's really expensive but thinking about it the way epiphone and like gibson and you know mexican fenders and everything like that is going actually for a signature model it's probably in the right ballpark oh yeah look 
in terms of like what it is, it's priced right, I'd say. But, but I just yeah, it's it doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> no, I mean I like I actually love playing punk songs and you know that kind of stuff. And if like w- one pickup guitar, one bridge pickup guitar is absolutely perfect for that with a, a you know with a, a humbucker in it. Yeah, but. I don't think I'd spend 431 quid on one. I think I'd probably get a Harley Benton for 150 quid. Yeah, yeah. For for 400 quid, you can get a guitar with two pickups. Or even three. <laughs> so, Going all out. That's it. Oh, the, the, um, like going back to vintage again, they did a strap with three P90 pickups in it. They did, yes. And <laughs> It's just so so mental. And it it's probably the same price as this. Um, so my um, my top pick here would be just go for that weird um, vintage with three P nineties in it instead. <laughs> yeah, just... don't look at this. Go for a strap with three P nineties. Yeah, and that's that is the pick of the week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this podcast with one final bit of news, uh, like a bit of news slash discussion, which um, it's kind of it's. Talking about the musical climate, really, isn't it? And um, just a, a generally, just a guy who's been an absolute dude uh, and one who's been a douche. So, <laughs> so Neil Young, um, ironically named now because <laughs> he old. Um, but yeah, like Crosby, Young, Still, and Nash, or whatever it was. I don't know. He, he was part Stills, of... Nash, and Young. That's the one. Because it was Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and then he joined. There you go. So you know more about this than I do. Um, <laughs> he's he's um, taken offence to Joe Rogan, who is the ultimate bro podcaster, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put my hands up and say that I have not listened to any of Joe Rogan's stuff. I've the own like the only stuff of Joe Rogan's I've ever listened to was G. What's the angry American right wing media fella that everyone takes the piss out of? That's a tin hat and does all that. He lied about or he claimed that Sandy Hook was a hoax and the water, fluoride in the water is turning the frogs gay. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> I mean, that what's, is that's quality. Uh, he's 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 basically a meme in the UK. He was banned from Twitter. He was banned from YouTube. He. He's in one of the southern states, and he's just like a, a and he he went on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, I think he's been on like twice, and it's just four hours of just the weirdest shit in the world you've ever been talked about. And he claims like at thirteen year old he had a forty five year old woman pregnant, and just it's just the most utter nonsense. But it's absolutely hilarious because obviously every, on the Joe Rogan podcast they're all doing weed and they're all just getting high, and it just spirals uh, out of control. We- is that is that what it's all about then? Yeah, well, the, the Joe Rogan podcast was the reason that um, what's his name isn't head of Tesla technically anymore because he went on there and was doing weed and he had to step down from his position. Elon Musk went yeah. on and did weed and then he got sacked by Tesla or removed from one position into another by Tesla and yeah, like that's 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 basically who Joe Rogan is. He's just a massive bro, like a you know <laughs> he's a forty year old man pretending he's a sixteen year old stoner. Yeah, yeah, like hasn't really graduated from mom's basement. <laughs> yeah, his, his, basically his studio looks exactly like you think a man living in his mother's basement would look like. Like it's just, yeah, 
Okay, so I think uh, like from that summation, you can <laughs> see which side of the fence we sit on. Um, but let's let's report the story. Uh, so Neil Young um, has heard some of what's been going on with uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and basically he's he's stating that they're spreading misinformation about um, about COVID and about the the vaccines in particular. Um, which again, I I can't I can't say for certain because I've not listened to to any of it. But I assume he's he's probably done done a bit more research yeah, than I have. I, I've, yeah, there's there's a few there's a few key ones. There was there was one episode just after he had it where he said he had COVID, and then he said he inject. I can't remember if it was horse medicine or horse tranquilizer, but he was suggesting people go out and buy this vet's medicine to inject in themselves if they get covid because it cures it straight away um and then he had had a guy on who was basically claimed to be a doctor and then was saying how that covid was a hoax and it's just for getting you injected with vaccines and controlling the people and you know having leaders all control you and like there's there's been a few other episodes and he's definitely like doesn't believe in covid being a thing and yeah um and spotify as a company have tried to make sure that they appear the other way and very supportive towards you know like the lockdowns yeah. and you know that kind of like people who are actually trying to like care for other people and obviously they pay joe rogan millions of pounds for an exclusivity deal yeah so they're sitting on both sides of the fa- or they're they're at least pretending to sit on both sides of the fence there aren't they yeah yeah, absolutely. And then, so the the crux of it is that Neil Young has has basically given him an ultimatum and said, "Look, this this guy is is doing some quite harmful things in spreading this information. Um, so you you either get his um, podcast or you get my music. Um, which I think is probably fair enough. Um, and it seems very much in character for the the man. I." believe he is i mean he quite famously uh gave me some instructions on uh what i should do in the free world um <laughs> and as far as i'm aware joe rogan has has remained quiet on that that <laughs> front yes i'm not sure i've ever heard joe rogan mention anything about what we should do in the free world indeed whereas uh neil young has told, told me categorically that i should Keep on rocking, yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm very much pro rocking, absolutely. Um, especially in the free world. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think there's there's not been a full conclusion to the to the story yet. Yes, there has. Neil Young is no longer on Spotify. <laughs> well, I, I did. I googled Neil Young and Spotify, and it seemed to suggest that his music was still on there currently. But there has been an announcement that it's it's being taken off at least. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm on Spotify now. Oh, breaking Neil breaking news. Young, it's still on there. But it, I've I've, je- I've literally yeah. just been in an article saying that he's no longer going to be on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like the. The the ball is rolling, and it's it will be a case where Neil Young is ejected from, um, from the Spotify catalog. 
what would be really funny is if you type in Neil Young into Spotify and it says, do you mean Joe Rogan? <laughs> that that would be quite funny. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not quite concluded yet. The memes have been great. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> of course oh, they have. Yeah. Like, essentially, the crux of a lot of the memes have been... Um, like pictures of like homeless men with Neil Neil Young's face photoshopped on it, and then uh, it said like Neil Young after not receiving the forty three cents um, from Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they don't pay they don't pay their artists, do they? Yeah, I've seen like a, a lot of people are also using the joke in the comments to any of the articles that uh, Leonard Skinner were, were right that um, a southern man don't need him around anyhow. <laughs> Fair play. Um, I mean, I think we have to be slightly careful because we, we as a podcast, are featured on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. I'm sure, I'm sure Spotify aren't going to pull us for my opinion, but if they if they want to, then I will I will happily step back so that we can rejoin Spotify. Uh, you know what? I think I'd prefer you on the podcast rather <laughs> than being on Spotify. If I'm quite fair, <laughs> uh, no offense, Spotify, but I don't like. We are a very very small fish in a very large pond here, so I think we might get away with this one. Yeah, we might do, but I I mean. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I'm not too fussed about Spotify, but I I do think that like it, if somebody is spreading COVID misinformation, something should be done. And it, people yeah. seem to be using the argument of the whatever the whatever amendment it is to their stupid constitution. And I'm sure I've just offended a load of people. <laughs> sorry, but um, like whatever that is, it a Second Amendment that is my right to say whatever the fuck I want, regardless of whether it's factual or non-factual. Because that's not what it actually says, is it? It's you were allowed free speech, but if you're inciting hatred and you know any of these other things, you, yeah. you, you you're fine to say it, but you'll suffer the consequences. No, nowhere in it does it say you won't suffer the consequences for lying through your teeth. But yeah, it's 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 not free speech without consequences. You, yeah, you, just you, you can speech. say it, yeah, yeah. Whether or not you get pimp slapped because of it is is a, a completely different story. Uh, but yeah, I think there was also an amendment about bear arms as well. You're you're allowed a, a pair of bear's arms in your uh, in your domicile. <laughs> yeah, I think Family Guy did a joke about that, didn't they? <laughs> Shit, like I'm getting old. <laughs> but that, I think that's where we we need to end the podcast for for today. It doesn't get it doesn't get any better than referencing. 20 year old family guy episodes <laughs> so we've we've peaked we've peaked at least for this week um so i'm going to extend a thank you thank you uh oh that was that was whispery that was that was asmr thank you yeah <laughs> thank you i don't i think the uh the noise gate might get that actually so if you got some asmr thank yous that's a that's an extra special thank you um the extra special thank you goes to our Patreon backers. And for as little as $2 a month, you can be part of these people. Um, the exclusive crew, 
they are as follows. Mr. Andrea Brimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ, 37 effects of the Just Surprise Me podcast and the Masters of the Cinematic Universe, which very recently I appeared on. You did. And you now, you've cost me another three hours of my week. <laughs> oh, three glorious hours. Because uh, I'm not 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 in a bad way, by the way. I'm not saying that he ruined my. I, I really <laughs> enjoyed the podcast, and now I've started listening to the back catalogue and waiting for new episodes to drop. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very much the same. I, I have to wait each week for, for new episodes for the back catalogue. I'll probably select the movies that I enjoy as opposed to. I mean, I'm not sitting through. 15 hours of fucking Star Trek Wars. Star Trek Wars, yes. Um, yeah. Don't listen to... I mean, listen to them all, but if if you're gonna, like, choose not to listen to one, um, Seek and Destroy is the one to not listen to. <laughs> okay. I mean, they they reference it quite quite often as being the worst movie ever. Okay. Um. So Noted. Possibly avoid that one. Although it's it's quite an entertaining podcast, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would probably entice me in more than things like Star Wars. And I mean, I know they've done Back to the Future, and I actually quite enjoy that film. But oh, Back to the Future is wicked. Yeah, I'd probably do that. I'm surprised that some of the films that they have done over some films that they haven't. Like I, I didn't expect Tropic Thunder to be in there, and I've just finished listening to the Tropic Thunder episode, and it's one of my favorite films. And they're all talking about it exactly this kind of same way as me. Like, you yeah. can't really say anything that they've said on it now, but it was perfect for the time, and actually, it was it it was funny. It wasn't offensive because it was satire on. It wasn't the sat. It wasn't making jokes itself. It was joking about. The way that Hollywood is not about itself. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Tropic Thunder is. I mean, I, I was part part way through a, a Patreon show, so I'll probably. My bad. I'll probably end up doing that, <laughs> but <laughs> Mr. Chris, your podcast is excellent. Um, we've got a huge erection. Way. Way hey, indeed. Um, we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher pickups, quality pickups. And Mr. Brian Gare of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. And once again, a podcast that has um, forced me into <laughs> a habit of uh, watching things. Uh, I'm now kind of midway through season three, I think, of Seinfeld. I'm actually further ahead than the podcast at the moment, so I'm going to have to go back and watch some. Um, but yeah, it's it's not bad. <laughs> Uh, the, the, their podcast is arguably better than the show <laughs> um, so there you go and if you want to catch me online it is Facebook Instagram YouTube.com slash Budget Pedal Chap Budget Pedal Chap YouTube channel is the home to the No Talk All Tone series and this week we do the Helix Phaser pew 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 because <laughs> that's what a phase sounds like. Um, and Matt, you are heel underscore Matt Q at the internet. Yeah, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. Indeed. And that's where we're going to end the podcast for today because I'm forgetting how to speak. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> from myself, Mr. Budget Pedalcher, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Whee! It will be a tatty bye. And good night, Mr. Bye. Thank you.
how many reindeer does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Eight. One to screw in the light bulb and seven to hold Rudolph down. <laughs> <laughs> All very dark. 